Electronic Journal for Jodine Carpenter, a brief introduction. So the concept of knowledge and understanding how it works plays an important role in understanding the world we live in and how to live in it. And before doing this course, I, like many other human beings, had a misunderstanding of what I thought I objectively knew about the world because it was probably supported by evidence that I think is reasonable or that we think is reasonable. So, but as human beings, we aspire to be knowledgeable, to survive or to strive in several aspects of the world, like our culture or politics or social life or even in our economy. We generate knowledge to understand the world that we live in. In this course, we question what we as human beings consider to be knowledge on a day-to-day -day basis versus what other philosophers say about it. Um, as human beings, we gain knowledge or are probable to accept a proposition as true or as knowledge based on its sources. And throughout day-to-day -day living, we where not so much attention is placed on what knowledge is, it's easy to misunderstand the whole concept of knowledge. So we live by a certain moral code and have a bunch of social and political norms or even with regards to religion and faith and objectivity. But what do we really know? topic that was studied in the second week was defining knowledge. So this is defining knowledge versus the Gettier problem. Now knowledge is not so simple to understand or to, to define and actually it's actually one of the biggest problems in the concept of knowledge is creating a solid definition that satisfies and recognizes all that can or should be considered as knowledge. Um, even in our day-to-day -day life, we use the word know. We say we know something or we know someone and we claim to know objectively that a certain proposition is true and it should be considered as knowledge. But throughout the process of defining knowledge, we will encounter a few limitations to knowledge that questions its existence, its attainability, and all its metaphysical value. I accept, um, I had accepted the JTB, which is the traditional definition for an, of knowledge, um, justified true belief. It's very simple and it has been uh, accepted by people for a very long time. So the JTB sets out three categories for knowledge. It states that a belief must be justified that is having proper evidence to support the belief and it must be true that is it must correspond to reality so using the proposition this is a cat my belief that this is a cat should be justified and it should be and it should correspond to reality so i have had experiences with a cat i know what a cat looks like it's furry and it has tail or whatever I may think that a cat is, it, I should have proper justification for the cat and it should in fact be a cat. According to Plato, that is what, that is the criteria for it to be considered knowledge. Um, but Gettier, Edmund Gettier philosophy, he challenges the 
JTV and he puts forth that some propositions or beliefs can be justified or true and still not qualify as knowledge. So for example, the, one of the universal examples is with the man and the clock. So the man looks around the corner wanting to know the time, look for the time with so the clock let's say the clock says three o'clock the time is actually three o'clock so but what the man doesn't know is that the clock is broken so how is it that the man does not know that the time is three o'clock he thinks he knows that the time is three o'clock but the clock is broken so So Gettier says that this man does not have knowledge despite the fact that he has a, his belief is justified that it is 3 o'clock meaning that he sees the clock and it does correspond to reality. It is true that it is 3 o'clock but luckily it is 3 o'clock but Edmund Gettier says that this should not be considered as knowledge. Topic three, types of knowledge. So three philosophical categories of knowledge that is studied are tacit knowledge, that is knowledge how or procedural knowledge, um, knowledge by acquaintance, that is knowledge of or personal knowledge, and propositional knowledge, that is knowledge that. So propositional knowledge is knowing how to do something some people may claim to know how to swim or to drive or any particular skill so it's not about having the theory involved in doing these activities in swimming or driving it's not about just having the theoretical part in your mind it's also knowing actually knowing how to do it and having robust experiences with doing it so I can go to driving school, I can learn road codes, I can learn the parts of the vehicle, I can learn so many things related to the theory. But if I haven't driven before, I cannot say that I know how to drive. Um, personal knowledge or knowledge by acquaintance is, as the name suggests, just requires personal familiarity with something or someone. So in order to know, let's say John, I have to meet him personally to know him. Even if I know John's favorite color, even if I know that his favorite color is green, maybe I know that his eyes are blue, maybe I know he's tall or he is slim, I still cannot say that I know him. No amount of information about him can cause me to know, to know John without meeting him. And propositional knowledge or knowledge that is the one that causes the most problems for a philosopher for philosophers so as the name says propositional knowledge is having confident confidence and knowing a proposition so there are a few issues that arise with these three types of knowledge when considering jtb that was gained by plato plato only applies to propositional knowledge on which western epistemology is mostly focused so JTB and get your cases do not really affect 
practical knowledge it doesn't affect procedural knowledge or um, personal knowledge these things are if you try something and it doesn't work you just try it again that's practical knowledge it doesn't affect JTB justified true belief doesn't affect that and to understand knowledge it's also important to understand where it comes from and understanding that two sources of knowledge can be rationalism or empiricism and empiricism just states that the that the most reliable source of knowledge is through our senses and rationalism is the complete opposite so rationalists state that sensory details are very misleading and you cannot depend on your senses for proper information instead for reliable information instead you have to depend on reason and logic and straightforward explanations right so pragmatism requires that truth makes a difference whether that difference is good or bad and something is true for you something is truth if it works for you which is why pragmatism is so subjective so whether it works or not that is the verification that it is truth if it makes a difference it is empirical it is empirically um verified Now, the theories of truth. Three theories of truth are correspondence theory, coherence theory, and pragmatic theory. The correspondence theory is mostly associated with empiricists, and it's just the view that truth is correspondence to or with a fact. So, something is true when it is identical to reality. So, a uh, proposition is true if it has no difference from the reality it's completely identical um it was advocated for by russell and more so the correspondence theory introduces a truth bearer and a truth maker so a truth bearer is true if and only if it bears a specific relation to a specific part of reality truth is to say of what is that it is or of what is not that it is not um so for example i say my cat is on the bed this statement which is the truth bearer is true if and only if there is actually a cat and a bed and the cat corresponds to the bed by virtue of it being on the bed and the virtue of the cat being on the bed is the truth maker the car the coherence theory uh, is completely contrasted to the correspondence theory the coherence theory it, it allows truth bearers it allows that truth bearers are true if they cohere with other truth bearers it's so it's also referred to as the web theory and uh, mostly idealists can identify with this theory which is coherence theory so so all beliefs should cohere and not contradict with each other if it does then the belief is false 
So all that reality is, is a system of beliefs. So all the beliefs are connected on a web, which is why it's called a web theory. And they are true if it is related to another truth, which, which and to another truth bearer. The difference with this and correspondence theory is that the truth maker in the, tr- in the correspondence theory is actually the truth bearer in the co- coherence theory. Now, the pragmatism theory, it holds that a proposition is true if it is useful to believe. Um, this f- theory takes a utilitarian approach to the truth. So, um, so pragmatism basically sees individualism and self-interest as the goal of academic endeavors, which is almost taking, as I said, taking a utilitarian approach to the truth. So statements without cash value are rejected. And the idea is true if the result works. So our beliefs guide our actions and it should be judged based on the outcomes rather than abstract principles. It focuses on the practicality and applicability of our beliefs um, to the world. It's pragmatism requires that truth makes a knowledge and perception. The two main sources of knowledge are rationalism and empiricism. The perception aspect of knowledge focuses mainly on empirical aspect as an ideal source of knowledge. And three main um, empiricists are George Berkeley, uh, John Locke, and David Hume. The theory of uh, phenomenalism can also be observed or analyzed or examined as a theory of perception. So for David Hume, his argument dismisses the idea of cause and effect. And he states that there is no necessary connection between the two. So he has a very skeptical idea towards, a skeptical attitude towards general theories because he says that um, they're just produced by customs of mind. So humans believe in cause and effect because they are customs of mind. Instead, according to Hume, instead we should gain knowledge based on our direct observation since we do not know if the world will remain the same in the coming time. Um, Another empiricist is Locke, who is famous for his theory that we are born, we are all born as tabula rasa or blank state. Um, He believed that we were all born knowing nothing and everything that we obtain, every knowledge that we obtain as we grow is through our senses. So George Berkeley is another famous empiricist and his argument is a counter argument for John Locke's argument. And Berkeley's argument um, is grounded in the famous SAS perspective, to be is to be perceived. And this approach is an idealistic approach and states that everything um, in it, everything the wor- in the world exists only if someone is looking at it. So 
to be to exist is to be perceived so when we stopped when we stop perceiving an object then it stop existing and the ultimate perceiver or everybody when we are not looking is god god is the one that keeps us from um, disappearing into oblivion so he rejects um Locke's theory about um, primary and secondary qualities that he gives to objects because Locke says that one is more important than the other and to Berkeley one cannot exist without the other because we have to see to, for an object to be perceived we have to perceive it for it to exist and phenomenalism can also be observed as a, a perception of as a theory of perception so it's another branch of epistemology that states that all physical objects in the external world are reducible to sense or data sense data or experiences or ideas so it claims that things do not exist in themselves but are perceived through sense data or through through sense data or um, experiences and it is commonly explained as that we do not experience anything other than the phenomenon of our minds so it's empiricism that is the theory of perception in terms of knowledge that our senses are the most ideal um, ideal source of knowledge and it's the closest thing that we can get to truth the next topic that was studied is knowledge and belief the common use of the knowledge among english speakers differs from when it is used in the philosophical context so we say we say things like i know it's going to rain or i knew this was going to happen but proper philosophical reasoning teaches us that this is not the case because there's no way that you can know and because the knowledge the concept of knowledge is so hard to define in philosophy it's pretty safe to say that we do not have knowledge of any of anything a belief is the acceptance that a proposition or any idea is true sometimes without justification that is taking a propositional um, attitude of truth so a belief is not a cho- is not a choice it's just a necessary result of being convinced so we don't have any choice in choosing what we want to believe we can't just choose what we want to believe if we're convinced then naturally we're going to believe it so belief and action there is a reason behind every action so we do things for an unexpected for an expected outcome so we take onto ourselves beliefs based on our experience because we think it is essential to our survival so based on what we want the outcome to be we take an action towards that outcome and every action that we take it's usually to our benefit or benefit of somebody else and so 
the action is usually for human survival but technically we actually don't have any choice in what we believe in in what we believe which is similar to what uh, William James is saying because our personality and our desires are developed and influenced by our experiences knowledge is usually referred to as the correct belief but of course it would differ based on each society or different cultures because each culture has its own worldview and having a worldview is just living by a certain choosing to believe a certain type a certain choosing to believe or accepting a certain culture or accepting certain things as knowledge so for example as was mentioned in class the chinese don't have the word belief in their in their um in their language but not having the word belief it doesn't mean that the concept doesn't exist it's just that they don't it's not that they cannot conceptualize it but it is not important in their understanding of their world or of survival so knowledge is defined by culture and also the justification for that um, knowledge is defined by culture <laughs>